Super Mario 64 is a monumental video game. It brought the Super Mario Bros. franchise into 3D with tremendous success, introduced Charles Martinet as the voice of Mario, and brought along another intensely catchy soundtrack composed by video game legend Koji Kondo. When entering the first snow world in the game, Cool Cool Mountain, players are met with a cheery, Christmassy tune to match the wacky winter wonderland around them. Keen listeners will note that the level's music is simply a remix of the tune for the secret slide level. But that doesn't stop this piece from standing out on its own. That's right, we're talking Koji Kondo's Super Mario 64 winter theme, Snow Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, what a song. That's right. It's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against one another to find out which one is my actual child. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my penguin-like co-host. Quack. That's not a penguin sound. Alex Mildenberger. What kind of sound does a penguin make? Uh, I don't know. I think they kind of honk. Oh, are they honkers? I think so. I- I'm trying to remember because I've, like, I've seen penguins. I'm trying to remember if they made sound. Yeah, I they can't... have them at the zoo. They do. They're just they're such you know formal animals. They don't talk much. Yeah, it's their it's the class structure. They they're very focused on that. Yeah, they're known. That's what they're known for. That's what they're known for. So in our attempt to go through the month of December without doing more than one actual Christmas song, we're now talking about a song from an ice level in a video game because we haven't talked about video games in a while on this podcast. Yeah, um, it's been a bit. Uh, this is our second Koji Kondo song, and if we yeah. are going to continue doing video game music, that it's probably not the last. Yeah, honestly. Man is prolific. Uh, we talked about him a lot. Was was he? No. no. Hmm. We did uh, song, song of, of Storms. Storms. Yeah, Which yeah, is yeah, such yeah, like yeah. a short thing. Mm-hmm. I'm still surprised we like found enough to talk about it, but there's a lot there. Yeah, it is surprising. So this one is a lot longer than that. I would say there's a, a couple more sections to it. Yeah. Um, Alex, tell me about your your relationship with Super Mario 64. Um, I never had it on the N64. Uh, what? No, uh, I've never played the original Super Mario 64. I've played it what? like a bit. Okay. I've only played <laughs> Super Mario 64 DS. So oh, wow. it's still, like, the game. Yeah. Uh, it's not the same, but, you know, same idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the only version I've played. Uh, I got it with my, with my DS when I got my DS in, like, the sixth grade. So I, I have a decent amount of history with it, but I've still never played it, like, with an analog stick. Wow, Alex. Yeah, that's right. The the original DS didn't have the, the little slidey analog stick. Yeah. It had the just the D-pad. Mm-hmm. And they were like, listen, use the, the that like lanyard strap with the thumb oh. thing on it to, <laughs> to touch control the touch with the touch use screen. Use that and fuck up your touch screen. And that, yeah, didn't really work that well anyway. Like, I pulled it out no. this week, and I was trying to control just with my thumb on the touch screen, and like... I guess I just, I haven't developed the dexterity, but, like, it's very strange. It doesn't really work. Yeah, it's quite bizarre. That's, Super Mario 64 is so, like, integral to my childhood. It was, it was the one before Zelda for me, and it's just, like, 
I it's like even the soundtrack is so like just a part of like foundational knowledge structure. I think what even subconsciously when I play music, I'm always trying to imitate Mario soundtracks in some way. <laughs> Got to sound like happy and I don't know. Yeah, and fun. just do like have like a main like a main riff and then sort of variations on that. Right, just in the in the, the like the structure itself. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh, we got this like videos I've watched. Okay, I I'm not a music theorist, but sometimes you know YouTube tells me music theory things. It's uh, like they I watched call a couple it, motifs. Yeah, go ahead. Mo- yeah, motifs. So like you have a little, you have a motif, and then you just repeat it. Like for example, in this song, that's like the very first section, which I'm now looking at my notes, and apparently. I took notes based on like the sections, but apparently I deleted the notes for the first section somehow when I was fucking around. Okay. So uh, we're doing this live, um, <laughs> but it has a little intro, and then like it goes into the second part, and it's a but then like it just takes that and kind of moves it around. Yes, yeah, so that that main phrase is the is the motif, and it yeah it just kind of goes like up a bit with it, it goes down a little bit with it. And yeah, just kind of like manipulates that to to keep keep some variance and keep things interesting. And that's honestly like the same sort of philosophy, philosophy. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> falafel. The, yeah, the same sort of falafel I apply to like making bass lines, which is not to say I'm any good at making bass lines, but I'm always like, okay, you've got the main sort of phrase, and then you can do it up, you can do it down, and then after that, I'm like, I don't know what else to do. That's something though. But that's I was watching an eight bit uh, music theory video because he's the one got one on why Mario music is so fun. Right. And this one does follow I think a couple of the big points he picks up on. One that intro you mentioned is uh, like a a big thing just in Mario music. He calls it like the hook, and it kind of is like a unified, like non distracting piece of music that's like catchy and draws you in. So in this one it's yeah, and then like if you go to the the slide, which is very similar, the intro is completely different. It's got this mm. like string thing goes like like that. Yeah, it's like on strings and just like rips on those for a second. Yeah, it's crazy because I I like like kind of subconsciously recognized that these two were similar pieces but it wasn't until i like looked this up on super mario wiki and it was like this is just a remix of the slide and i was like oh fuck <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, like, like it makes, yeah it is it makes sense too because the first time you go to the the cool cool mountain level is the slide mm-hmm. level yeah and then it's like the easy introduction to like hey there's a slide here do the slide and get a star and then i think you have to race a penguin later yeah, that's right. You race a penguin, and then you find the secret slide. Fuck me. What a good game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll have plenty to say over the course of the next little plenty while. Plenty to say. And yeah, so like from a, just speaking purely from an audio perspective, this is the first game with Charles Martinet in it. And that is like, he's so like, just a part of like Mario now, like modern Mario games without Mario's voice. Like, right. Yeah, it's. I can't imagine. I mean, they exactly. probably have enough like audio clips by now to use them forever. Because I mean, he's mm-hmm. getting a little older, but he's fine. He's still going okay. Uh, he still did Odyssey and everything. But um, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, that voice, like, to me as well. Like, this was still the first Mario game I ever knew about. Right. So, like, that's still, like, that voice is just so iconic in my mind. Mm-hmm. And those sounds. And then I just remember someone asked me if I wanted to play Nintendo, and I was like, yeah, I want to play Nintendo, and I only knew about the Nintendo 64, and it was, like, an NES, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and <laughs> no, then we played, like, Mario, and I was like, this is so different. What? You're like, what the fuck Not is what I was expecting at all. Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. This also introduced uh, Leslie Swan as the voice of Peach in this game, who was, she at the time, she was also the senior editor of Nintendo Power. She does works on the localization team too, right? Because mm, yeah, I, I believe so. I've seen that name in credits. Yeah, for sure. She does a lot of work, I guess, in the <laughs> Nintendo field. Or I think she does anyway. I've, I've def, maybe I've just seen it as the voice, but I recognize it. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about sort of the the instruments at play here. Which right. are, of course, it's an N64 sound chip, which as we, did we determine that it shared a graphics, it shared power with the graphics card? Was that correct? I don't remember. Um, I mean, I'm sure to some degree it does on something from the 90s, I would, but I don't know. I don't. But I'm sure to another degree that it doesn't. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Good, good non-answer, Alex. <laughs> I'm certain there's some degree of truth in this, even if that degree is zero. Yes. No, I, I, I have no idea. I don't remember. Did we talk no, about it when enough. we talked about the uh, Song of Storms? Song of Storms. Yes, yes, we did. I'm, oh, I, I do remember hearing a rumor that, like, because back then it was all about the bits, right? And I think I talked yeah. about this then. It was like, well, the Nintendo 64 is actually a 32-bit processor, but uh, the sound card is also 32 bits. So it makes 64 total, but I'm pretty sure that is not true. Right, yeah, I think we debunked that. Yeah. Now, this song has... So it's all synthesized instruments, obviously. Yeah, it's like... I think it's samples, but like compressed, mm. low-quality, like mid-90s samples. Okay. So that main riff, is that an accordion? I think so. That's I was a little confused for a while, but it sounds accordion-like to me. And some of the versions use an accordion, but I, I think mm-hmm. accordion is the best guess. I think there is a, if I'm correct, there's a rhythm accordion on it for sure. Which like that sort of boom, bah, 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 boom, bah, 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 at the bottom of the track. That's what we call the bass, the bottom of the track. <laughs> yes. Oh, we do call it that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that one, I mean, an accordion has, like, a, a a bass side, like, or at least the piano accordion has, like, the piano keys on the one side, and then the buttons on the other mm-hmm. side, it does play the bass. So they go together, for sure. Yeah, so, and it's that kind of polka rhythm, that boom, bam, boom, bam, boom, bam, boom, bam. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, and then, and then, yeah, but then it's also a, a different accordion, I assume. Can you, could you play both of these parts on accordion at the same time? I think so. Okay, so it could be the same accordion. Dude. I don't know. Also, that some of the sounds like more like a tuba to me, like brass. Yeah, there is a there is a I believe a tuba that kind of I don't know if it's technically a counter melody, but it does sort of play opposite the uh, the accordion. Kind of has its lower part. Yeah. So if you go to like yeah, it does 58, like some runs and stuff. Yeah. 
I think particularly later on, you notice it playing because it seems to be almost a call and response where the accordion right. goes and then the horn just fills the trump. The did you call it a trumpet? Um, yeah, I think there's a trumpet. Yes, yeah, it fills. It sort of fills the space in between the accordion's riffs. Yeah, I mean, it could be a trombone. I'll admit. Right, trombone. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know the exact differences between like a low quality midi trumpet and a low quality midi trombone what mm-hmm. are you gonna do yeah it's in terms of like dissecting this and being confidently saying this is this and this is that it's yeah almost impossible it's but it's tough. not as if the track sounds messy no i mean it's it's definitely like midi instruments but like they use them well yeah, you almost achieve that uh, that wall of sound effect we talked about with the Beach Boys, where you can't really determine the instrument's origin. They almost achieve that just by making it a MIDI sample. Just by making it sound like compressed and weird. And, yeah. And like not quite right, because the technology wasn't there. Or, at the very least, like the Nintendo 64 technology didn't support it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw in researching for this stumble across, I think this has been going on for a while. There's a guy who's working to like uncompress somehow the, um, Donkey Kong country soundtrack. Mm. So that's on YouTube. If you want to check that out. But okay. It, what is that guy's name? Uh, I totally forget. See jamming Sam Miller. Guy who is remastering them. Error 404. Apparently, I lost it. Because I got a guy here called Jammin' Sam Miller, who seems to be doing restorations. I've got the aquatic ambiance studio quality and HD restoration to uncompressed glory. Does that sound familiar, Alex? That sounds about right. Hmm. He's done Sticker Brush Symphony. Ugh, yeah, buddy. Okay. Um. Yeah. Thank you for that, Alex. <laughs> Check that out. Anyway, to get back on topic. Uh, yeah. So there's a first section that plays. The um, it's like Hang main. On, I just wanna, oh, sorry. I just want to button that segment. So you're saying that there is, in theory, a way we could decompress this song, and then it might like the instruments might sound clearer. Yeah, well, I don't know exactly what techniques this guy's using because I'm not sure, like, this, it might be different to have a MIDI instrument versus, like, the SNES sound card, which was a little weird, and I think you actually had to recreate everything, like, record the samples yourself, so that it was just, like, an actual audio recording with compression versus, I'm not exactly sure how MIDI instruments work, like, in terms of the sound. I don't know if it's a sample that's been compressed in that way. Um, so maybe <laughs> if it is that, uh, the other thing is, I mean, I, obviously you can just recreate it independently. Yeah, like, I suppose. But, but I don't know. Cause yeah, we will see a version that essentially is ju- just claims to be a high quality remake. <laughs> but yeah, Alex, tell me more about this song. More. All right. Like I said, I'm doing this live. So, uh, it does. It's kind of, it's got the main melody, and it kind of mm-hmm. goes through it two times, and there's like two different endings. Yes. So like there's the there's the like tension ending, where it's not, where it feels like you got to keep going, and then they do it again, 
but then they end more resolved and then it's kind of finishes the pattern right so that's where that that tension ending is the one with the sort of i don't know what that instrument is like a it may just be like an electric piano sound kind of thing where it's it's around like the one minute mark is that that's what you're talking about is that section right uh just a minute let me listen uh no i'm not even going that far no? No, I'm just talking about the like main pattern, just in the very first okay. section. Right. Um they're like Right. Okay, yeah, I follow you. So the two variations of the yeah. what I guess what I'll call the A segment. Yeah, let's call it that. Uh or the first segment because uh, yeah, we can associate letters and numbers. Um so that that's all I'm talking about. This kind of just like right, yeah. two endings, and then you just do that kind of thing two times, and that's just on that accordion. And that's kind of mm-hmm. the main section, I would say. Yeah, that is like the main, that's the core of this song. Mm-hmm. And then it has two different sort of like bridges or like other sections. Yeah, because there's a second part, the one that you're talking about, um, mm-hmm. where it's, I don't know if it's a harp sound, but it almost sounds like actually. What was it? Like a vibraphone. Yeah, like that's a, a good word like for a, it. Like a big glockenspiel. Yes, and it's because it's very, like, tinkly. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, it's, it's repeated hitting. It's like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and all it does, like, it just kind of, like... It's a very simple pattern, because it just kind of, like, walks down, but, like, skips sometimes. Like, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, um, that's another thing that's emphasized in that 8-bit music theory video is how the like Super Mario music in particular focuses on like very simple and easy to understand progressions. Yeah, so and it, this it's is like the root that. third fifth, and right. it it uses a lot of approach notes too. Yeah, like just work your way down, so you kind of like yeah, yeah. It's not a jump. There's nothing extreme going on. You're just mm-hmm. gently going from one note to the next. Yeah. And there's another sound there, I think. Let me see. Well, we we I don't know if we've mentioned it, but we do have the sort of like handbells jingling throughout this. Yes, that's like constant. Is that like a jingle bell? Straight up? Yes. Yeah, it's like I believe so. There's also like a cymbal sound. Like it's like just goes. Yeah. Um just all the time. And then, yeah, this one has, like, a second harmony part. Um, and that's that trumpet or tuba or trombone or something. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that, that trombone comes in and does these, like, these big sort of long sustained notes. Yeah, it's working a lot slower, like, time slices, working on slower time slices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whereas like the vibraphone there is kind of like very short, sharp notes. It's kind of doing these longer, big ones. Yeah, and this is like the big up, kind of like soaring segment. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of slow, even though the um, vibraphone is hitting things a lot. It it gets it gives it a more like twinkly feeling. Like yeah, and then and then you get this like trombone or whatever. So I'm leaning towards trombone for that. Yeah, I'm going to call it a trombone. Like, and like, it, it's what really like brings you up, I feel like. Like, takes, mm-hmm. you, takes you 
takes you on a flyabout. You know, like a like a fly, yeah. like a flyabout. Like a, well, a flyabout. It's like yeah, but it also it's like a... kind of follows the other part too. Does it follow it entirely? Um, almost, not entirely. Almost. Like it's it's hits cha- fewer changes, but it's the same mm-hmm. basic shape. Yeah. And so from there we go into the sort of like it's this is where we actually get the jingle bells and is on the second half of this uh vibraphone section. Yes, now they're like bling dun 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 bling. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. That one that this one's interesting because we actually started to get like kind of chords in there, or at least more than one note at a time. Yeah, um, it's a little fuller sounding. Yeah, and it's kind of the like this sounds like a different instrument to me though. Like an mm. auto harp or something like that. Like Yeah, I believe that. I believe it to like be it a different instrument. Plucked. I don't know about an auto harp. Yeah. Um but I don't know exactly again how that changes. Um what's this? What's this? Oh. Sorry, I think I may have got my notes from different songs mixed up. Let me look. Come on, Alex. Unsure. And, I mean, that's pretty much, that's all the instrumentation, right? We kind of covered it, and then it loops. Yeah, maybe. Let, let me, sorry, can I just check one more thing? Because I don't remember if this is referring to the right section or not. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is, I think. Okay, because in, in the third section, the, like, kind of ending section, there's kind mm-hmm. of four does the thing four times and, yeah. and the first time you get that auto harp throughout the whole thing that mm-hmm. but then uh you got the cymbals and the jingle bells the first time then it adds right. that tuba or we were calling it a trombone um trombone, yeah. and then the th- mm-hmm. next time it actually adds the tuba so oh no wait Seems to do half without the 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 trombone or tuba, and then half with. Yeah, well, I think the like the tuba is on the middle two re- repetitions, and then it adds the trombone, and then it cuts that out for the end. So it's just the cymbals and the jingle bells okay. and the tr- so like it it's changing the what the instruments that are in there. But there's like four or three, yeah, four I guess if you count the the harp thing, different um parts and it just kind of mixes and matches them and changes every time it repeats and it's pretty rapid at that point you know that's Mm. kind of the you're getting to the end of the loop so it's sort of changing constant different 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 and then it just loops the whole thing yeah yeah and the whole loop on this is about a minute and a half which is probably the longest Maybe not the longest, but one of the longer video game songs we've talked about so far. Yeah. I don't remember how long Final Fantasy IV Battle game was. Uh, it was 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was a bit longer. Um, it's a bit long. But this is close. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a solid yeah. second place. But yeah, you, you mentioned it was Koji Kondo who does the, where he like listens to his tracks on loop to see if they get annoying. I have heard that. Yeah, I like to believe that's true, even though I haven't read anything to substantiate it. Yeah, at the very least, um, supposedly, like, he puts a lot of effort into these fairly short pieces of music. Like, mm-hmm. like he's not just, like, 
I got an idea. Like, let's record it. That's it. It's not like that te- sort of technique, which is also valid, but very different. It's like mm-hmm. composing, you know? And then you like think about it and listen to it. And like, can we change it a bit? Like maybe we slide, make this note come in half a count later, or like it needs to be flattened or something. Like, you know, you're constantly iterating. Right, yeah, it's a much uh, much different approach to what we've seen with more, like, pop music creations. Yeah, or, yeah, other genres that would have a lot more focus on um, improvisation. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Now, um, yeah, I guess just to, to quickly compare it to... Uh, Back to the slide one, which is like a remix of it, or it's a remix of that. Who's to really say? Uh, the slide one does like a banjo rhythm section with very fast strumming instead of the like the low accordion. It does whistling instead of the horn, and I think the, the main melody is a harmonica. I think that might be some kind of violin or like stringed uh, instrument for the main melody. Really? Well, it's so tough to tell on these MIDI instruments, but it's, I don't know. Sounds less reedy. Oh, yeah, I could see the. Especially on the higher notes. Sounds kind of like fiddle. Thing going right, yeah, on. it's like a Fiddling. sort of strained string. Yeah, all right, yeah I'll give you, that. you kind of get that, that like bluegrass, like you got the banjo going and like the fiddle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, spoons? Like fucking whatever. Spoons, man. Spoons. Man, I read, yeah. I read the Spider-Geddon comic this week mm. and there's a character in it who is one of the various Spider-Men. He's Spider's Great. man, and he's just a... Oh, yeah, he's just a bunch of spiders He's just a bunch of spiders. Peter Parker. Yeah, that, like, <laughs> ate a Peter Parker and think they're Peter Parker and shape themselves like Peter Parker. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Love Spider's man. So, Spoon's man. Similar idea. <laughs> a bunch of spoons. Eaten that by spoons. All right, Alex, let's talk about the very first remix of this, which is in 2009, and it's from Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympic Games. Yeah, let's do it. It's, this is going to be brief. Yeah, it will um, be. For, for some kind of event called Dream Snowball Fight. Yeah, I didn't look it up, and uh, I've, never play- I've never played this game, so... Me neither. I will tell you that this game takes place in Vancouver. Oh, it sure does. For the 2010, the 2010 Winter, Olympics, Winter Olympic Games. Which brother. happened nine years ago. Yeah. Ten years ago. Yeah, it's, I, I actually find it's crazy that they still let Mario and Sonic compete after their time in Beijing, because these guys absolutely sweep the medals. It's crazy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> was Beijing before Vancouver? Yeah, it was 2008. Okay. That was the first Mario and Sonic game. All right, I'm sure that was a good joke if you <laughs> know your years. That's just when I was looking up the, this fucking game. I just put Mario and Sonic at the Olympic what? Games, and it was like, Beijing, bro? I was like, no, I don't fucking give a shit about the Beijing Olympics. <laughs> It is insane that these two got together to play the Olympics in 2008, and here we are in the year 2020, and they're still releasing Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games games. Yeah, they just came out with one, and it's for Tokyo, and there's, like, special events that are just, like, 
2D mini games or something like yeah they they're it's almost like uh reminds me of No More Heroes 2 where you would do jobs and the game would become like 8-bit yeah it's basically that and it's even well yeah and it's using like the 8-bit sonic sprite from the um master system master system yeah games mm-hmm. which is pretty wild <laughs> that is wild it's a wild time to be alive sure is. but let me tell you this alex this is really just the main song with like updated instruments yeah um i think it might have a xylophone instead of a glock and like a very aggressive bass track thrown on like a rhythm section yeah like um yeah that does sound like a xylophone um yeah, and it's still like it's still on the Wii, so it's probably still all like MIDI instruments and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like a bit updated, but also kind of punched up because it's it's like a sporting event. Yeah, so it's a little up tempo, a little yeah. more like oh, you gotta uh, presumably throw snowballs at somebody. Is there a, what? That's not an Olympic event yet. As an event in Mario and Sonic, it only appears in the Wii version of the game. That's a little fun fact. Oh. So, uh, it's not in... Has teams, the four players, two teams, the, the game throw snowballs at the opponents while trying to avoid being hit. That's not an Olympic event! It's just a snowball fight. These games have lost touch with reality. <laughs> yeah. Mario and Sonic have really lost touch. That's their problem. Yeah, these fucking... They need to get out on the weird, street, you know, uh... and they need to meet... The fucking people, man. Yeah. They don't, they don't you know, have a finger on the, the pulse. Fundamentals. You know. Fucking assholes. Once Sonic escaped that city, he's just... He's off the streets, man. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. off the street. Well, you know, he like, Luigi's know. got two mansions and a hotel now. Like, he's... He's no longer in yeah. touch with the working man. Well, Luigi's Mansion 2 actually had a bunch of mansions in it, so... Jesus Christ. He's, he's a fucking got, like, real estate mogul? eight mansions... And a hotel. <laughs> Big hotel, too. God damn it. Who knew that Luigi was the Trump of the, the Super Mario world? He doesn't act like it, but it's secretive. You know, it's under the surface. Yeah. If Waluigi is the opposite of Luigi, then it's the only logical conclusion. That's right, because Waluigi is a man of the people. <gasps> it's true. It's true. It is true. That's everything we have to say about Mario and Sonic at the Winter Olympic Games. Yeah, and my relationship with the game is not. It's not. I just didn't play it. I, I'm sure it's. Same I'm sure here. it's fine. I, I don't know. But here's the thing, Alex. Electric Concerto in exactly who electric concerto is because i looked them up on overclocked remix and this is off Mm -hmm. of an overclocked remix like album of remixes Mm -hmm. called portrait of a plumber and i looked at the electric concerto artist page and it lists someone named jeffrey blaisdell but also jeffrey blaisdell b-l-a-i-s-d-e-l-l blaisdell blaisdell okay maybe they something you don't pronounce in there uh, but if I looked up Electric Concerto and found the SoundCloud, it lists a group made up of William, Tiffany, Chris, Heather, and James. Um, and it has this song, like, on their page. Huh. 
so i have and i don't know they haven't been active and if you look at the youtube video it's uploaded by a gentleman called cletus 223 yes cletus 223 is i'm pretty sure just a neutral third party (laughs) i'm gonna say he is the guy this is like a kaiser soze situation it was cletus 223 all along yeah so i'm uploading the whole he's uploading the whole album oh he does say they uploaded a few tracks so i'm uploading the whole album so cletus which is exactly what kaiser soze would say yeah to remove suspicion so first thing i want to note is in this portrait of a plumber he's dead in this super snowman cover you mean where he's under yeah yeah Yeah. uh he doesn't seem to be able to breathe that's for sure but he's he's buried in snow he's got his his shoes out and you can see the cap with the m on it maybe it's just shoes and a cap it could be, but where's Mario then? Is he in the snowman? Is he consumed? Could be. The snowman seems to be on top of something green. Possibly. Yeah, that's that pie. little that little green block he's always on top of. Oh, I don't remember that. Is it a cactus? That's just. No, it's just like a green wooden block. Is you didn't really need like scents all the time in like N sixty four games. You just be like, yeah, it's a green block. Yeah, he's got to he's got to be raised up a bit. Put a green block under. That's fine. Put a green block down there. So, yeah. So this version is fucking weird, Alex. It's uh like it's like an orchestral version but like electronic orchestra. Yeah, it opens with these like pizzicato strings and jingle bells, of course. Mhm. Um and then comes in with like the like a violin. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of like overclocked remix stuff has that kind of sound. Yeah, that's fair. And then it becomes like a like a very it gets the boots and cats drums in there and these what I what I have described as fuck nasty horns. <laughs> yeah, it really does some horns coming in and then they like there's a synth playing like triplets too. Mm-hmm. We get uh we get a piano like arpeggiating in the back. It's worth noting that the violin riff goes up. On uh, on the second repetition of the main riff, and it goes. Which is different from the original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These fucking horns, it becomes like it becomes like a 2000s like Europop remix. I'm just like surprised there isn't a German woman singing like like some Something. fucking pop song, you know? Like just some shit. <laughs> If I could turn back time, you like, oh yeah. Away. Sound like that. Keep it yeah, flat. Yeah, like keep that. It so flat. this one just, just like dramatically removes itself from the original. Yeah, like a lot of it, like it has these horns parts and transitions, and like, then like there's the whole intro synthesizer that like comes back, that like, mm. boom, boom, or like. The strings thing, uh, which sounds synthy, like comes back and like it elaborates on that, which isn't even part of the original. Uh, So a lot of it is just other synthesizer parts and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just like, and it raises the question: Why have this be a remix at all? I don't know. I mean, it does have a fair amount of like the main riff, 
Mm-hmm. But then, like, it'll have, like, a bit drum bass breakdown. Yeah, yeah, like, so much of what they do in this song is just not related to the, <laughs> the song they're remixing. And it just comes off as so, like, heavy and intense that I'm like, this has none of the joy of the original version in it. Yeah, I think it has some level of, like, mysteriousness, particularly later on when they, like, get on the... Wait, is that even from the original? Yeah. Some of the, like, other sections, like, the second section. Yeah. Yeah, I got, like, that's slightly more mysterious, but these ones, I don't know, these ones take that and I think go a little heavy with it. It's just, I don't know, it's weird. It's a weird version. I'm not like this. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff in it that's, like, additional. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think, like I said, like, I guess we didn't say what Overclocked Remix was. Uh, It's, like, a, it's a website. It, they have remixes on it. It's kind of, like, a, I guess, curated to some degree. Uh, I don't know to what degree. Um, yeah, like, it's like a community it's like a... of like mm-hmm. people who create video game remixes. And this one happened to be chosen for this. Like they put collections together. Uh, this is a particular album. I really like one they did of uh, Pokemon music called the EVEP mm. from a couple of years ago. Fan of that. Uh, and this is just another one they did. It's tough though, because you got to download that one and re-download it until you get the good version. Yeah, that's the tough. <laughs> tough part. Got to get the right, got to get the right values, man. And then yeah. you got to hatch eggs and the whole thing. You got to hatch eggs to make an omelet. I always say. That's what I've always said. That's why I don't make good omelets. <laughs> um, Alex, should we move on to the next version? Um, yeah, let's move on to the next version. The next version, Alex, is uh, by... Uh, is it by Neku? Neku. Yes, it is. Yeah, that's the version I have written down. So Neku is the protagonist from the hit, uh, cult hit video game, The World Ends With You. Neku Sakuraba. Or uh, Twiwai, as we call it for short. Twiwai. Twiwee. Twiwee. It's hard to say things without vowels. And this is a very, very electronic version that I, I think is good for working out to, Alex. I think this is a good workout track. Uh, I've lost it. Here we are. Yes, this is a very, like... What's the word I'm looking for? It's a lot of, like, dis- it's very distorted. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That seems to be the intent, because if you actually, like, watch his... He's just got a, a video playing in the video. Like, yeah. in the, cause it's a YouTube video. Um, it's just a recording of Mario 64 being played, this level. Um, mm-hmm. But it keeps, like, messing with the colors and stuff. So it, like, distorts yeah. the image, basically. So and it's also, for idea. some reason, on the left side of the screen, there's a picture of Twilight Princess Link. And then on the right side is just, like, a couple of boos. Yeah, that's all true. All the things you said, true facts. Undoubtedly. Um, they seem to uh, speed it up, sped up a bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is a, and it's just got some like really like fast drums going. Yeah, but it's all like heavy on the, yeah. on the tom action, except yeah. it's digital. Yeah, and like got some uh, double kick sounds to me, anyway. Uh, but it's, it's, yeah, very 
um, like digital electronic sounding. And occasionally, occasionally they'll throw in like sound effects, wahaha, and stuff like that. Yeah, there'll be some wahahas. There'll be like the the noise when you select a level that kind of like sparkly effect. And various other stuff. You get a bling. Yeah, it's kind of, it's like it's fun in a in a in a different way that from the original. But yeah, it's like it's hey, remember the good times? And you're like, yeah, I guess I do. I do remember the good times. It's like <laughs> it's a sped up, pretty straightforward, um, remixed version with like different synthesizer sounds going heavy on the synth as opposed to the like MIDI. Let's try to make it sound like a real thing. Yeah, sound. I feel like. This is my my summation of it is if there was like in the level in like in cool cool mountain or snowman's land the other level in which this music plays if if there was like an arcade cabinet in that level in which Mario would have to play an <laughs> arcade version of the level he's in like this is what would play It's a little more chiptune sounding lo-fi Yeah Yeah I could see that Um the let's see yeah like the third section in particular is like because that's kind of like a gentle floaty section mm-hmm. that brings you from kind of around back to the start but it's got this like really buzzy synthesizer on it that just adds some edge yeah it's just it. going wild and uh then right at the end it plays like mm-hmm. a, a part from like Mario ground theme, like Super Mario Bros. ground theme, like the first. Oh, yeah. The first Mario song. Not really, but close to it. <laughs> yeah, like very and fast. A, yeah, and then it does a little. Yeah, and then that's the end. Yeah, so it's short, pretty quick. Fun. Um, should we move on to the Super O Brothers? Super O Brothers. In 2015. Yeah, these um, guys. So these guys are confusing because their YouTube channel says they're dedicated to making a, a portal Mario map pack or some shit for some like fan made Mario game that probably doesn't exist anymore because you know Nintendo loves to shut down anything. True, and these guys haven't posted anything on their YouTube channel in two years. Yeah. So. So for some reason, while they were also doing their own shit, they decided to you know remix stuff. Are they remixing it for that Mario project fan project? Maybe that would make sense. I suppose it's possible. So this one, when I first heard, it, I was like, "Ah, it's just, it's just the original with with real instruments." Yeah, and that was my first. That impression. is still kind of true. That might be my last impression too. Yeah, uh, or at least better samples. But uh, they've actually got a like a lot of instruments, so they switch it up a lot. So oh, okay. it's it's not yeah. just like a straight upgrading because this is f- over five minutes long. So they go through yeah, it several it is the times. Yeah, And every time, though, they switch up what instrument is playing. Okay, so break uh, it down. But for it's me. a pretty straightforward arrangement. Okay, so um, first of all, they add that, like, you know, the Mario whistle sound? The, like, yeah. start a race whistle? Or, yeah. like, the. I think it's the same or very similar to the Legend of Zelda, 
like end of race like i don't know if right. there's a whistle that makes that sound but anyway uh so first section basically first time through like just improved samples for everything so it sounds like an accordion playing the main part they've got the brass they've got all the stuff and they've added there's like a twinkly piano at points mm-hmm. it's, there's not a lot of it um and yeah that whistle sound comes in occasionally um but then they play the main riff on like uh like violin sound like it's it goes on strings mm-hmm. instead uh, and then yeah. yeah and then but then once they get to the second section it changes quite a bit actually okay because they like add drums like you get this <laughs> yeah i did notice that it's a very uh like like heavier drum section yeah and then it's still fairly simplistic it's just an yes it's still pretty like it doesn't like speed it up or anything but it gives it like some punch with that with the, that mm-hmm. uh, really kick drum, really. And then the, right. the vibraphone, there still seems to be a vibraphone of some sort, but it sounds like now it's playing a vibraphone and also a steel drum at the same time. <laughs> so it's got okay, that, like, yeah. doubling up sound. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought maybe the vibraphone was, like, a really bright, compressed piano playing trills, but it, it's probably just, like, a maybe not super high-quality sample or more compressed right. sample. I don't know. Um, and then, well, th- there's like chimes as well. So everyone's going for like the Christmassy, you know? It's still a little Christmassy. Because um, right. all of these are. Well, that's not true. The second, the Neku probably wasn't very Christmassy. But this is no. fr- pretty close to the original. Um, let's see. Right, so the third section, the like transitional section, is kind of moved to the piano. Right. Sounds much more piano-like. And the background sound, instead of being like a... We thought it was a trombone, but it sounds more like that's moved to the accordion now. Um, right. And then... There's a repeat. We end the third section. Um, now the second time... Okay, so it plays the main melody in that first section. So mm-hmm. it plays it first. The main melody moves from the accordion to, I think, woodwinds. And then the second times it's strings. And, of course, the chimes are still going. Because <laughs> there's right. chimes, man. There's chimes. But there's still an accordion. It's playing harmony parts. So, like, it's a lot of just, like, that kind of... It's like an arrangement, basically. That's probably right. the best way to describe it. Because it's just the arrangement is just changing out these different instruments so everyone has a chance to kind of try everything almost. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, and there's a few other things, like the the third section on the second time around, like, adds some more low brass. Um, and then the second section, doing this to do this a little bit out of order, like, there's a few, the drums. I says it ups the drums. I assume that just means they get a little more intense. I don't think there's more drums. Right. Um, and then we repeat again. So, like, moves back to the accordion, um, the main melody. But then there's, like, this synth combo organ thing that plays the second time through. 
I can try okay. to find that. Yeah, if you go to like 320-ish. It's very like, not even, I call it the synth combo organ, but it's very like chiptune-y. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this one actually sparked my interest here. Yeah, so that comes in like right at the end when you kind of have all these like, for the most part, it's like higher quality instrument samples, start mixing and matching instruments, and then it's like synthesizer, like chiptune sound. Mm-hmm. Or like at least sounds like a synthesizer trying to replicate that. Yeah, it's uh, it. Yeah, I think it does a good job of replicating that sound, and the other instruments still manage to work with it. It doesn't sound out of place necessarily. Yeah, no, it sounds. It all sounds like, for, like I said, first time I listened through, I was like, oh, they just updated the instrument. Like it's just updated samples, no big deal. And then I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's a synthesizer, for mm-hmm. sure. That's different. Uh, and then that made me go back and actually check out what everything was. And they do change it up quite a bit. Um, and then there's like, they go through it that third time and then they start playing the main riff and they kind of end on that. Yeah. And so I, I definitely would, yeah, think of this as like an arrangement, really. Um, well, I suppose it's not, they're not really changing the instrumentation up, but in terms of like putting it onto different instruments, that's really the focus here. And that's what they did. And uh, they did a pretty good job. Sounds pretty good. Right. Yeah. I actually agree. Having you walk me through it. I was like, okay, there is a lot going on here. Yeah. Cause I honestly gave this like two listens. I was like, okay, yeah, fuck it. I get it. It's, I know I almost like wrote it off. I was, I actually almost took this off the list entirely. I was like, eh, <laughs> what? We are looking for interesting remixes. Come on. Come on. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a, a fun piece. Yeah. It, it, yeah, that does a lot of instruments, does a lot of changing around, but it, it keeps a good, consistent energy, and it does sound like a high-quality version of the original in a lot of ways, so they kind of hit what they wanted to do. Yeah. Let's talk about Metal Legend 64 in the year 2016, Alex. Okay, let's do that. This one opens with Jingle Bells. Hang on a second, Alex. We gotta mention that he's a guitar player that likes cover t- that likes cover tunes from video games that he likes. He also likes to compose original music, which he'll upload here in the future when he has time for it. This channel is por- is his portfolio, if you will, of these hobbies. Hope you like what you see. Do you like what you see? Yeah, that's all right. Okay, <laughs> I enjoyed this one. You're right. So it starts out with uh with jingle bells, but on a. Uh, yeah, I mean, it starts out with like a a handbell kind of, but on yeah uh, those handbells or chimes or whatever. Yeah, handbell. Yeah, he's got yeah. some sort of keyboard thing. It looks like it's just some preset sounds. Yeah, and he's also got like a synth pad sound, creating a a chord, making some harmony in the background, and it just plays the like the intro section from the mm. original, and then after that, which is pretty subdued. And then he just like, and then like starts playing it on the guitar. Yeah, you do that classic now. like string grind yeah. into some metal. There's got to be a name for that. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's so common. It's <laughs> such an easy trick, too. The first time yeah. I did it, I was like, no way, it's that easy? <laughs> 
and from there, yeah, it's so, like, yeah, no, I interrupted you. No, it brings us, yeah, you're, so from that moment, it brings us to a very high energy, I want to, like, like, a more hair metal version, I would say, of, of metal. Sure. It's, it's got that really bright tone on the guitar, and... Yeah, he's playing the main melody on that guitar. Mm-hmm. Kind of ripping along, there's, like, some, still doing some handbell sounds. In the video, there's, like, a... The video's fun because it's like this dreamy like overlay of him playing this keyboard as well, and it looks kind of Christmassy, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it like, does, and it yeah. also helps you see what's being played. Which is cool, because, yeah, I can identify it very easily. Yeah, very easily. So, yeah, the, the, he uses the bell synth, or the bell keyboard, to play the parts usually played by the trumpet in the different parts. So yeah. it does the sort of like bits between the main riff. There's a few layers of guitars. You can definitely hear that, like, metal, like, chugging along. like mm-hmm. Kind of. And even the way he holds the, the last note in the phrase. Yeah, and just, like, just... a little bit of, like, uh, what's it? Tremolo? Yeah. Or I guess it's vibrato. Yeah. One of those Italian words. A nice vibrat. Vibrat. <laughs> not italian anymore <laughs> oh man all right um yeah and this is you see him play him he's playing the bass playing all these guitars yeah um, so we can confirm that there is bass in the song although you for the most part can't hear it you can hear it in the the second section that's true but not really in the main yeah. riff yeah i didn't pick up on it at all um and he just the second part he's playing the like bam, bam, the um, vibraphone part uh without the repeated hits uh on that that's right on the like handbell synthesizer while he does some like muted strums on the guitar yeah for a rhythm he does muted strumming yeah and then the bass comes in we we literally visually get to watch it happen and now we can actually hear the bass too Mm-hmm. and he brings the like synth pads from the start back again and then yeah. the third section just like rips out the guitar again. Yeah, it does a good job of taking that uh, that sort of third section and making it like really metal while still like holding yeah. true to like the original notes. The third section's weird because it's like kind of subdued but also like high energy cuz it's it's changing up like what's happening so often and like it's repeating mm-hmm. itself so frequently. Like it's got that like rhythmic intensity, but it's still kind of like dreamy in the way it sounds because of the like chords it plays. Like bling. Ding, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. So it, it's very strange, but yeah, it, it definitely fits like high intensity. Yeah. And it's, it's sometimes these, uh, these like just taking a song and turning it into a different genre kind of covers can really fall flat in that kind of moment where they're just like, we're doing these notes, but now it's metal. And I think he did a good right. job of just like the way he played it, put a bit of energy and style into the notes rather than just playing them on a metal, like sounding guitar. Yeah. And his arrangement with the other sound effects as well, uh, works mm-hmm. too with the bells and the whatever synth pads going on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really we get like we get a solo afterwards and it's like it's good it's a feel good vibe. Yes, then he does a guitar solo. Because I mean it's a metal song. Yeah. This is his portfolio. If it's not full of yeah. solos, like what's the point? Exactly. I don't think uh, covers of Snow Mountain are in high demand. 
Yeah, it was a little bit more difficult to find these than. Uh, well, yeah, especially because some, some people erroneously call it right. Cool Cool Mountain, which is the name of the level. Yeah. That it first appears in. So what the hell, guys? Yeah, smarten up, you dipshits. That said, I like this version, and yeah, uh, did a pretty good job. Good job, Metal Legend sixty four. Okay, next up, I got QB in twenty seventeen. Um, Kumu remixes video game music and makes their own original tracks from time to time. They also try to find the time to do other activities. Oh, that's that's nice of them to be have a balanced lifestyle. Don't we all, Kumu? <laughs> Don't we all? I feel like the things they do are the things I try to find time to do. <laughs> yeah, more or less. But more or all less. All right, Kumu. So this uh, this version has a walking baseline. Hey, I'm just noticing that. Yeah. Very simple walking baseline. Yeah, pretty simple. Actually, it kind of starts as like bum bum bum. It's almost like umpa, like kind of like in the original, mm-hmm. but then they add in the transition or like between bars and stuff. It'll be like a little like bum bum bum. Which does the original do that? I didn't think so. I don't think so. I think the original is very very simple in yeah. what it does for the baseline. Which makes sense. Uh, yeah. For what it is. Um. And this is a similar idea of, like, kind of updating the samples. This is more on the, like, MIDI side than mm-hmm. the Super O Brothers one, I would say. The, like, lo-fi thing. Um, yeah. So, But now it's like, oh, that sounds a little bit more like Woodwinds or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, so we, it starts out, yeah. we get jingle bells throughout. It starts out on an accordion, and we get a sort of Glock-sounding instrument as well. And that bass. <laughs> and that bass. Dun, 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 dun. And then, so yeah, that, that glockenspiel kind of noise replaces the horn from the original, the, the trumpet. Trombone. Yeah, is there brass in this one at all? I don't think so. But the, uh, I think the main melody does eventually shift from an accordion to something that sounds more like a flute or something woodwindy. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of woodwind sounds, and I agree. Uh, the like Glockenspiel part, it mm-hmm. sounds more Glockenspiel than vibraphone now because it's so much higher. Yeah, it just it almost more toy like, you know. Absolutely, yeah, and like twinkly, um, mm-hmm. and that happens in the second section for sure. And you can hear like some clarinet or something in the background. So yeah, it really sounds like they've softened it up because. Um, the those brass parts now sound very like woodwinds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does really serve to soften the piece. Yeah, so it's like clarinet now instead of trombone or whatever. Or yeah, yeah and that happens trumpet. in the the second section. Yes, in the second section. Um. What does it do in the third the section? Thir- the blanking. third section is it might just be like a piano, I think, doing it, and then like the clarinet's still there. Yeah, doing and that. Then that clarinet eventually moves in. I think to take over the main riff along with the fucking the the, the Glock. 
Yes. Also, does the bit around 145 here? Might start a little earlier than that. Hang on. I'd go from like 137. Does that section sound like it's also Super Mario 64 music, but from a, a different part of the game? <laughs> Because it's it's very similar shape mm-hmm. to what it would have like to the bum, bum, ram, bum, bum, ram. so is it from like I don't know I don't know it's just the way it goes so it's it, the phrase is almost from like one thirty seven yeah it sounds like. I feel like it's it plays somewhere in the castle or something. Or like when you start the game or something. Yeah. It's, it sounds very it's so like it's weird cuz it does sound similar to Snow Mountain in some ways, but it also sounds different. Right, cuz it's still like Mario 64 music potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, unfortunately, I don't know the Mario 64 soundtrack that well. Like I do some of it, like the big ones, like Bob on Battlefield and like the slide theme right. and this and stuff, but like the little things like that I certainly wouldn't pick up on. Because mm-hmm. back back when I first got my DS, I didn't play with the sound on. So, you fucking I know. I, I stopped when I, I like, played, um, I think it was Phoenix Wright. I think it was Ace Attorney. Because mm-hmm. I, like, heard the soundtrack was good. And I was like, oh, I usually have this off. And I turned it on. I was like, oh, yeah, that's nice. And yeah. my my, like, parents did not stop, like, bugging me about that in that they never they're like what's that noise I'm like i'm playing video games mom <laughs> get off my case off my case god damn yeah what a weird thing what a weird thing to get down on yeah i don't know they didn't like the sound because it wasn't fucking Cause it wasn't jan bach or, or Jared and Duran Duran. Duran Duran. <laughs> or like ZZ Top. My dad really likes ZZ Top. Shout out to my dad. Uh, hey, dad. You're not, shout out. you're not listening to this, probably. It's probably for the best. Uh, fuck. Okay, let's go. Um, um, yeah, buddy. It's. Did we cover everything about this one? Yeah. Yeah. The changes. The big changes from the accordion and the Glock to the, the, the clarinet and Glock playing the main riff. There's like a fake end at 152. Fake And that's yeah. all you need to know, baby. Yeah. What do they actually do? You'll have to listen and find out. Exactly. Alex, next I got Das Kuchen Man. That's who I've got as well. I'm Das Kuchen Man. I'm not. I'm Das Kuchen Man. <laughs> I'm Hit Das Kuchen Man. <laughs> I'm just trying to fight the man. I'm Das Kuchen Man. I'm the. I'm. So. <laughs> so does Kuchen mean like emerald or something in in Deutsch? Super didn't look it up. Uh, I was looking it up right now. I didn't look it up either, so I guess I can't really shit on you. <laughs> Cake. I mean, it's cake. He's the cake man. It seems just, to like, be. His picture is an emerald, and he, in his video description, it says emeralds are rare. 
<laughs> yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what that means, Alex. Well, emeralds are rare, you know, and also it looks like a, it appears to be a chaos emerald. Hmm. If I, I think. I believe that, Alex. Um. um to to summarize, who Das Kuchin Man is. He's, uh, he says, here I try to make the most high-quality and entertaining videos that will, you will ever set your eyes on. I mostly do funny moments of video games. I hope you enjoy. Um, yeah. This is... Yeah, it's like a whole... The video is really just... There's footage of someone playing the level in the background. There's mm-hmm. his, like, Das Kuchen Man, Cool Cool Mountain remix, like, artwork. Just... <laughs> just, like, p- yeah. pump. It's got, it's got pump the, the penguin. The it's got the penguin and then just like various sprites and images like dancing sliding around on the screen or not sliding sometimes just moving it's like like mario hip thrusting at one yeah. point uh the mario and luigi mario and luigi from the mario and luigi mario and luigi games yeah uh, and then just you dancing get an edited like michael jackson sprite from michael jackson moonwalker yeah. but it's got mario's head on mario's it mario's head on it uh penguin from from Club Penguin at one point. Yeah. Does the cabbage patch or ca- does cabbage patching? Sure, yeah. That's the I believe that. Moving your hands around, I think. Uh, uh yeah. Pikachu dances at one point. Yeah, he kind of does like a head bob kind of thing. Um Yoshi comes in. Yeah, there's like a lot of that stuff. So it's like it's amusing. So that's what the song sounds so like. So that's what the song sounds like. <laughs> um oh and also the video starts in the castle like in Mario 64, he goes into the level, goes wah 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 wah, and then it starts the song. Yeah. So that's the hey, video. This was released on my birthday in 2018. How fun is that? That's, you know the uh, actually the uh, Super Snowman was released in 2014 on my birthday. Oh hey. So that's fun. Um. Yeah. So what it's does like this song sound like? Garbage music released on our birthday. <laughs> yeah. So this version is the. The intro is a very bright piano. Yes. And then it's all Boots and Cats from there on yep. out. Um, and, and this whack-ass horn. I think that's a baritone saxophone. A very okay, it sounds. It almost sounds like the... Uh, I think it's Rico Harbor in uh, Super Mario Sunshine. It's like a worse version of that <laughs> horn. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm still my money's on Barry Sachs. Have you ever seen that car alarm music video? No. The guy in not. that plays too many zoos or something like that. That's not right. Something about zoos. It's like they turn a car alarm, they hit a car alarm, and then play a song to the like car alarm beat. It is too many zoos. Too many zoos. Anyway, so that guy's playing a Barry, Barry Sachs. Okay, what is a Barry Sax it's a kind of horn, Alex? big fucking saxophone is what it is. Yeah, that's true. This um, is accurate. Yeah. So, let's see what else we got. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that drum machine goes. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah, so it's just... A lot of it is based around that Barry Sax. Uh, the second section... It's basically that saxophone and piano. So in the mm-hmm. second section, it's kind of odd because let me see if I can find it so I can like hear it while I'm talking. Here it is. All right. So the second section of the song, uh, yes. they move the like the vibraphone part moves to the Barry saxophone, and then the piano plays harmony. 
um, okay. which is interesting. But what's odd is that they don't really change the balance. So the Barrett Barry Sax is still like fairly low, and I feel like it could be bumped up a bit for that part because you really mm. hear the piano over anything. But uh, that's I guess their aesthetic choice, and it sort of over um, covers over the the actual melody with the harmony okay. part, which I suppose is like a, a soft blanket of snow falling on top of a melody. So mm. so it's a metaphor. Of course. That's yeah. I guess. I, I knew Das Kuchin Man had yeah. the the talent to make musical metaphors. That's what he's all about. Um And then they do a repeat. Yep. Do they do they don't do the third section at all. No. Honestly, I could barely this version just sounds messy to me. It just as soon as we get those boots and cats drums in, I kind of lost interest. And then this this fucking Barry Sax counterpose at this like little tinkly piano. I was just like, nothing here is supposed to be here. Yeah, they're very far apart. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very based around the like dance remix school of let's put a thing over top of this dance beat and uh, have a time. Yeah, well, that's a bad school, and everybody who goes there should try and get their money back because it sucks. They're too. They're too. I mean, they're they've already taken a lot of Molly, so mm. I don't know. They're having a good time. Well, I'm not. <laughs> Speaking of crazy groups, let's talk about Crazy Group Trio in 2018. <laughs> Yeah, these guys are from Central Illinois. That's right. That's all I know about them. That they create remixes and covers of video game tunes. But these guys make remixes and covers. Oh shit! So this is a remix and a cover. Yes. No. And and <laughs> and a uh, mashup of two songs. In particular, Cool Cool Mountain, the song we're talking about. Sorry, Snow Mountain. Snow Mountain. Uh, yeah. The song we're talking about. And Freeze Easy Park theme by Grant Kirkhope from... That is uh, Freeze Easy Peak. Freeze Easy Peak. That is correct. Uh, from Banjo-Kazooie. Mm-hmm. I think it's from the first one. Yes, it is. That's the, that is the first one. And... I guess you didn't play Banjo-Kazooie either, No, I did never you? had Banjo-Kazooie. I wanted Man, to get Rare Replay, the... but I don't have an Xbox, and I don't think yeah, it's on Yeah, that's the tough thing, right? <sighs> Should be on Come PC. on, Microsoft. Give us the goods. I guess uh, there are probably other ways to get around that, but we'll see. We'll see. Hmm. Um, yeah, so you're right. This is uh, it, loosely a mashup of the two. Yeah, it basically just goes back and forth between them. Mm-hmm. So it opens with the, the intro notes to, to the Banjo-Kazooie song to Freeze Easy Peak. Yeah. And then from there, it goes right into Snow Mountain. I think that's maybe the coolest trick they pull, is taking that one intro from one and then going straight into the other. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, and then it's very, like, ragtime. Like, mm-hmm. you got the, like, bump, 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 like, on the piano, the, like, jumps. And it's, if you, we're not talking about this specifically, but um, we, we have discussed in the past the Tom Breyer version. <laughs>
which is the like Tom Breyer sight reads difficult music and plays it insanely well, <laughs> like right. series of YouTube videos. Um, and most of it is video game music. Uh, so he plays this song and it kind of has a similar sound and it's, I mean, it's like kind of ragtime style, but Tom Breyer version just like has all these insane ornamentations that he throws in just on the fly. This doesn't have that right. kind of stuff. This is pretty straightforward. Yeah, and it is just piano, right? Like, there's no other instrumentation in this. Yeah, like the bass part is all on the piano, and it's that ragtime. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just plays the uh, it plays the 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 Snow Mountain song straight till about uh, a minute and two seconds, where it switches to Freeze Easy Peak. Yeah, and it does that till about a minute twenty nine, and then it switches back. Then does another minute, and then switches back. Yeah, so this one doesn't have part two. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, it switches back to the... Bam, 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 bam. And then I believe it plays the transition, like, third section. I'm trying to find it. Yep, it does. Like, yeah. minute and a half in. So then it does yeah. the, the, like, ending part. And then... But you know what's it's, what it's Repeats, missing in this this section is that that horn piece of music that yeah that's that's like the we talked about it that's like the soaring part of it you know that's mm-hmm. kind of the and it my like my head was looking for it when I was listening to it it's like where is that out it's of not hands there, man so I found that I found that disappointing not enough hands not enough hands that's the problem. Uh, Use but yeah, feet, it I would be nice. Say. It would be nice if, cause that is, that is an. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good adjective here. Possibly a key part of the song. I I don't know. I mean, this still works. I think mm-hmm. as like a solo piano piece, um, and is pretty solid as a solo piano piece and like a mashup of two familiar tunes by two very talented composers. Yeah. Uh, But really, it's just like going back and forth between them. And it's good because they're good songs. Like, they were already Mm -hmm. good songs. So, great. It's just like, what what scenario are you in? Like, did he go to some kind of convention? Or like a bar where it was divided in half and one side was Super Mario 64 fans and the other was Banjo-Kazooie fans? He's like, oh, geez, what am I going to play to satisfy both of these guys? (laughs) (laughs) They will not mix together. (laughs) <laughs> These guys hate the other game. <laughs> I'm also curious. I mean, they call themselves a trio, but that's solo. Hmm. Yeah, this is very clearly just one person. At least in this recording. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe they just do stuff separately. Could be. Right? But yeah, Could it's, be. This one's this one's all right. That was decent. Yeah, it's it's you know it's the working man's cover. Yeah, it's it's hardworking, but not um, not overly like inspiring or or overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Overly overwhelming. Hmm. With that, let's talk about inspire aspire. Do you think it's inspire asper in twenty eighteen? Inspire asper. Inspire asper. We'll just call a it music producer IA. slash YouTuber with a passion for all things music related. After watching Launchpad videos in his dorm room in 2014, he decided to get his own, which exposed him to Ableton Live. This sounds like a comic book origin. Launchpad. Uh, 
<laughs> Ableton Live. Ableton Live. Metal Gear. Metal, Metal Gear. Uh, the software eventually led to an interest in making music, sparking his music production journey in 2015. Three years after starting his journey, he said, what if I made an electro dance version of Snow Mountain? What if he made an electro dance version of, of Snow Mountain? It sound a little like this. Sure would. Um, <laughs> so it opens with this like really soft piano. Yeah. And then it's all filter sweeps from there, man. Yeah, buddy. It's all about that filter. So it's like very synthy. This is like the very synthy version, and it's not not trying to hide it. Kind of like the Neku version, but mm-hmm. more. I guess soft. Less... Yeah, a little like the the Neku version felt almost like a very like a hyper compressed version. Yeah, this is more like and part part of that's the tempo, and part of that is the tone of the instruments. Whereas this one's yeah. more just like a synth yeah. version. And yeah, you got a lot of stuff like it's a synthesizer playing the thing. There's kind of a clicky synth going along to the beat, like you know, it's kind of weird. Yeah, uh, and then like a boom, 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 boom. <laughs> beat thing going on uh and then that's just the first time through and then the second repeat of the first section or in the first section the second time they repeat the like main melody mm-hmm. it's just like crank that filter open hit some drums and let's go it's just like beep, beep, and suddenly it's just like going man and you get that get that beat yeah and uh yeah it goes back down low for uh i think the second section might be the third section there's got to be a second section uh can't find it uh around 135 all right i'm almost there and then it just cuts everything down yeah, it Silence. goes back to that like piano sound from earlier, and there's this sort of like woodwindy sounding noise that happens briefly. Yeah, it's like super soft. It's like, like, you know, the setting on all like keyboards that's like voice. It's like do 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 do. Like, yeah, it's kind of like that. Uh, but that's the third section. Yeah, that, that plays. Is the third that's like and like dies way down for that. Like. Actually, I think completely cuts the sound out. If it doesn't, yeah. it's low enough that like you have to turn the volume up to hear it. Because that happened. I was like, it, I honestly thought nothing was happening when I was first listening to it, and I just had my volume down too low. Like it's maybe a bit too much. Maybe. Yeah, it is just like because like you suddenly can't hear it anymore. Louder. It's like I I understand dynamics are important, but I think there's a limit. Like if I have to mm-hmm. adjust my volume in the middle of a song, that's a problem. It's, yeah, you're only allowed to do it right at the end on, on the track School by Super Tramp. So you can hear him say, you're coming along. And then you have to turn it down immediately because then the instruments come in again. And they're like, <laughs> that's the only acceptable example. Oh. Now that I've said it out loud, completely unacceptable. <laughs> Ridiculous. And then this um, repeats. 
Yeah, so it repeats, um, this... doing a little bit of a softer version, and then it, it, it basically does the same trick again, where it, it's like, okay, now we're going to crank up the noise here. Yeah, like the bass sounds a little different the second time through, but that's yeah. pretty much it. It does that a that's couple it. times. It's, yeah. It's, you know, it's a, a, a little fun synthy version. With no second section. No second section. You know what that means. It's time to move on to Andrew Mona's in 2018. And this version... Is a Canadian musician, composer, and record producer. This version, Alex. It's like... It, it's like like a smoothie kind of jazzy kind of thing going on. Yeah, I'll tell you this. This would play it's in a uh, in a in like a Persona video game. <laughs> Either way, while you're like doing a support with one of your one of your uh, social links, or like the, the your school would go on a winter vacation to some like ski mountain, and because in every Persona game. Every every teenage Japanese boy is also a sex criminal. You and you and the boys would be plotting how you could like see some tits or something. Cause yeah, that's how it goes in ski trips. Is there a ski trip in Persona Five? No, I don't believe okay. there is. Well, there's definitely one in Persona Four, as you wait. Is it in or is there a vanilla trip? Persona Four? It's in the. Um, it's in golden. No, it's in golden. You know it's got to be in the golden content. All right. Do they do sex crimes on that <laughs> ski trip? Uh, no, they just like get stuck in a in a cabin surprising yeah there's no sex crimes well uh, in that section <laughs> i i think i think uh, i'm trying to remember they go to, at one point to like hot springs and they're like yeah maybe we can see over to the girl's side of the hot springs yeah I, I swear to god that happens and i'm pretty sure every persona game yeah that's like i don't know is it a trope in like japanese media yeah, I don't think I, I watch enough anime to know. It's just uh, Japanese people are horny, I guess, is the the ultimate moral of the story here. Imagine. And I believe that this version of a, of a Super Mario track created by a Canadian man would be perfect for a, a horny Japanese student life simulator slash JRPG. Yeah, this is the horniest version by far. Um, by far. It opens with clicking sticks. Doesn't get any hornier than Doesn't that, Doesn't get my much man. hornier. And then it plays the... Does it play the intro? Hang on. Yeah, it plays the intro, but like kind of jazzed up. Like, and it's like on that guitar. It's like a very like smooth yeah. guitar sound tone. Yeah, it's a very smooth version. It's guitar focused. Hitting those cymbals. And then you kind of have that like background rhythm guitar being like. So it's like strumming along. Get that mm -hmm. rhythm guitar. With, like, hi-hat. It's hitting this, like, open hi-hat a lot. That it closed, like... Yeah. What's that called? When you hit the hi-hat when it's open and then you close it. It's jazz, There's baby. has got to be it's a name jazz. for that. It's called jazz, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh... Yeah. That's the beginning part. It's very, like, smooth. And then there's some drum fills. You know, it just does yeah. that. It does like a little. Is the guitar solo? I guess it is. Yeah, I suppose so. 
And then, uh, so the second section kind of like, it doesn't really, it's always so weird in this song where it's like, it picks up, but it, it, it also drops down. Like for the second section, like it kind of cuts down, but also like the drum, the cymbals are hitting faster. It's like, right. But it's kind of quiet. Like the, the playing style becomes more active, but to build like a more subdued, like, uh, sound. And like, yeah, it sounds like they're hitting it softer, but they're also hitting it mm. faster. Yeah. So it's yeah. So you get that. You get the guitar going. Yeah, it's getting its repeated hit. Yeah, the same yeah. as the the like vibraphone hits, mm-hmm. uh, but now it's on a guitar. Uh, and then they do it again, but it doesn't have the repeated strums. It like slows it down. Like yeah. So then that's the like the smooth part. You get the rough, and then you get the smooth. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they hit the third section there, they start out with just the guitar doing that. Beep, boom, ding, boom, like, ding, very high. Ding. Yeah. And then it kind of takes it down a little and, like, more instruments come in. But I think that was a good good little move, a good transition. down. And then it just gets so funky. Like, how? You're like, mm. Are you like that? Yeah. That's what it I'm just, like. Yeah, it gets into the groove of it. And then loop it up. Just loop it. Yeah, loop that bad boy. And then there's another guitar solo. Yeah, this is the second longest version. So, you know, he pads it with a couple of guitar solos. They're kind of groovy, though. I kind of like those. They definitely fit the tone of the song. And um, then at 340, it gets kind of down low again, but it's not, it's not section two. It's more solo stuff. And yeah, more solo. <laughs> Sorry, I'm listening to the solos. Um, yeah. yeah, it's groovy, baby. Yeah, it's, it's a good groove, laid back, sitting by the cabin fire. So that was our final song to talk about. We're gonna move into the final <laughs> verdict. All right. Um, if Alex, if you had your keyboard plugged in, you could have done like bam, bam. when I said final verdict, we could have had a little sting. Yeah. Beautiful. But for some reason, it doesn't work yet. Final verdict. Um, so we got three categories today. Worst version of this, best version, and Christmas. All right, Alex, what's the worst version of this? Worst version? Mm-hmm. Worst version for me. What was the worst version for me? I think it was Kumu. It wasn't very Kumu. interesting to me. That's true. It like Like, the biggest change was, like, they moved the brass to woodwinds and like it's fine but mm. i didn't think it was that interesting and there's some other ones like i know you didn't like the dance remixes very much and mm-hmm. but i don't know they were something different whereas this was yeah, not fair. not much uh it was just kind of i i actually like forgot to take notes on this one because I listened to it and I was like, I'll get back to that. I don't want to listen to it. I like just got depressed and I was like, I can't listen to this anymore. Yeah, that's always a good sign of a yeah. good cover. You listen to it, you're like, nah, 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 nah. no, <laughs> Maybe if I like, and it's kind of was like early on, so I was like, no, I gotta like, I gotta get into the this process and I gotta like get the ball rolling before I can get this one. You know, I have to right. listen to some other versions and then it, I just never got back to it. Yeah, that's fair. That's my worst. And that's that's a good pick, Alex. I think I, for me, it's got to be uh, Das Kuchen, man. Das Kuchen, man. 
Because he, I, one, he had the audacity to release this on my birthday. <laughs> that fucker. That fucker. That's it. That's no YouTube videos are allowed to be released on my birthday. That that's is, that is a, always a been the international rule. holiday, okay? Not even yeah, if it, it is high quality and entertaining. Yeah, I don't care if it's the greatest laughs I've ever had. You keep that thing for yeah. March 4th or March 6th. That is, that is a holy day of rest. Of rest, god damn it. And yeah, it sucked. It was messy. It was it it had a stupid bass saxophone, baritone saxophone, and I hated it. And boots and cats. Boots Enough of the boots and cats. Comma cats. Boots and cats. And that's why it's the worst version. Alex, best version of this. Oh, best version. Do you have a best version? The best version of this, hands down, by far, no questions asked, Alex, is the version that I am going to suggest here. And that version is the version which is... Fuck, I was going to have an answer by the end of that sentence. I did not. Um, Metal Legend. I'm giving it to Metal Legend 64. Yeah, Metal Legend. He did a pretty good cover. Yeah. High energy. He did a, some good jobs. I mean, he's he's no Leo, but he put a, yeah. put some metal in there, and he did some good tricks to make it more than just a, like, look, it's I am playing this on a guitar. It was like, look, I'm doing some things they do in metal. Yeah, like, doing them here. The second section was especially, like, mixed up. He wasn't just, like, playing it on guitar. He was, like, adding some synthesizer and doing some, like, muted mm-hmm. stuff. And and he used fucking handbell synth. That's true. Su- successfully, in my eyes, and that's that's uh, I think he did a good job of that to bring in that Christmas and metal elements and truly make Christmas metal. Good job, Metal Legend sixty four. Yeah, way to go, man. Alex, what's your number one supremo best version of this? You know, I I actually think it was Super O Brothers. I don't know what it is. Like the they didn't change it very much. You know, it's mm. just like a straightforward, updated thing. But for some reason, it was the one that like drew- I like listened to the most. Uh, yeah, well, you know, and I was like, now they're broke. changing the instruments. Amazing. Yeah, it's just like, what if we made this the way that it like maybe Koji Kondo imagined it with real instruments? Yeah, and they did like a pretty good job. And then, yeah, I I can't explain it that well, but somehow, somehow, yeah, that was the a one. solid pick. That was the one. That is the one, Alex. Now, tell me, Alex, which one is Christmas? Um, hmm. Well, what's Christmas to me? Mm. Jingle bells? Maybe. Horniness? Probably not. Uh, but, you know, hypothetically. <laughs> in terms of we know which one having the, horns in it? <laughs> we know which one the horniest one is already. Yeah, we've already established that. Uh, we've long established that. So... What's the most Christmas one? And the most Christmas one... I'm still not sure of. I thought I was going to have something by the end of my monologue. We're not good at this delay. Uh, no, this what's delay. going on? Uh, <laughs> Get an answer The out. reason is I've lost my list, and I've been trying to find the window <laughs> mm. that has it in it, but I'm just going to go to it again. Yeah, just go Here to it Here we go. Alex. No, fucking... Oh, I minimize it. Fuck me. Um, (laughs) what's the most Christmas version of this song? Crazy Group Trio, because they squished two wintry songs into one. That's what so it's got twice the Christmas and fit into a smaller package. 
Good answer, Alex. And piano versions, very hot at Christmas time. Very hot at Christmas time. So you can do this. Are you can do this with your family. You can like gather around the hearth, everyone. Everyone, and I'll be like, stretch out your fingers and be like, there we go. Like cool. Like boo. Everyone's like, what's that noise? You're like, it's a piano. Piano. You bought it when I was like six. Um, good stuff. That is a good a good Christmas version. I'm gonna go with Super O Brothers because. The other side of Christmas music is excessive or orchestration, and that's what the Super O Brothers version is at heart. Yeah. It's just a lot of instruments. A lot of stuff packed into, again, small package. Small package. That's what Christmas is about. Although Stuffing things in small packages. A larger package than any of the other ones, that's for sure. That's true. Am I yeah, right? definitely had to get a bigger box. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's our final verdicts. Yeah. If you got a different opinion, or you want to talk to us about mm-hmm. something we said on the podcast, you just want to talk to us, or you just want to shout into the, to the internet and hope someone hears you, uh, hashtag CoverMePod, at Jake the Cressy, or at some Alex Wise guy. Spelt those enough times that I'm never going to do it again. If you don't know how to spell it, fuck it. Go try. Just try your heart out. And maybe you'll get it right. You can also email us at uh, CoverMePod at gmail.com to ask questions, make comments. You know, do all that. Be sure to rate and review us, guys, on uh, what the fuck are the ones you can do. Apple Podcasts. I think Google Podcasts might do reviews. I don't fucking know. Maybe. Spotify doesn't do that, but you can, you can follow us there. Uh, Stitcher. You know, tell your fucking friends about us. We don't have an ad revenue. We don't have anything, you guys. We just have you, our faithful followers, who listen to us all the time. And now for our bonus segment which I ask Alex a question. Alex, Ooh. video games, they're fun. What's the best ice slash snow level in a video game and why? Hmm. Do you want me to give you some filler time? I can come in with a with a hot off the press answer here. Yep. Saka, so I've been Saka playing Zuma. Death Stranding recently. Okay. And as you sort of progress through the game, you kind of progress to different environments. So there's not really like a snow ice level, but there is like a lot of people, a lot of places you have to deliver to in the mountains. Right. And that's where it gets snowy. And then you, like you got to kind of change up your, your package delivery plan because it's not as easy to use vehicles and shit up there. Right. And like sometimes there's blizzards and shit that happen. So you like can't see well and you're worried about falling off steep cliffs. So at one point I took like one of my climbing anchors and I was like, just like put it in the ground. because I was like, oh, it looks like a, a steep drop over there. And I just kind of like used it, came back to that same spot when there wasn't a blizzard. And it was just like, like a slight incline. And I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like sweet. in the middle of basically a field. And I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it it created interesting. It like really built on the concepts of the game that you had already had at that point, and it was like, what if the terrain was more challenging? And I thought that was a really good, like game wise progression of like making things more difficult. That's always fun. Yeah, those like emergent things with weather stuff. You have to mm-hmm. change up your plans. Um. So on short notice, I'm trying to rack my brain for ice levels. Uh, the one I can come up with is uh, Snow Peak Ruins from from Twilight Princess. Is it? Snow I Peak? thought of that one as well. Yeah, I, that's a pretty solid one. It's a very um interesting ice level because it's like inside a mansion, so it's it's kind of got that like one step removed from the cold for a lot of it. You're like inside, mm-hmm. and it's got that being inside 
in the cold feeling. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just <laughs> Are these like the right there's words like to describe it? the weather puts a chill on the environment even yeah. though you're in a house, right? Yeah. Like there is like it yeah, it's just it changes the it changes it somehow. You're right. right. I, so I, it's <laughs> like it's like a house is supposed to separate you from your environment, but it's so cold that like you can't. So you have that feeling of like mm-hmm. not being able to overcome mother nature, like it's encroaching and and like it's dangerous cuz everything's cold, you know? And there's ice wolves. Yeah. And uh you drink Yeah, soup. and like parts so, of that mansion are like kind of like succumb to the cold and like, yeah. like things have broken and stuff too, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um it's it's a it's a favorite of mine for sure. Yeah, plus you snowboard down there. Plus you snowboard down there. Yeah, on a leaf. So that's very cool. Um, yeah. I'm sure there's more. I'm yeah, I, I was just thinking, unsure. you played Yoshi's Island, right? A little bit of it. Like like the first level world. Mm, Maybe the second one. No, so there's so like a level where, no you, ice where you go skiing. As as Yoshi, you, you go into this little hut and then you come out on skis. You gotta ski down this mountain. Fun level. Yeah. Uh, ski Free? The game Ski Free? Ski free. Did you ever play Ski Free? It was like uh Oh fuck yeah. The, yeah, 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 with yeah, the, yeah. With the Yeti and uh Yeah. It's like a Microsoft Entertainment Pack game. Yeah, buddy. Like Entertainment Pack 3 for Windows and DOS in October of 1991. Yeah, so that one. <laughs> that entire game. Uh, that, yeah, that is the ice level. Yeah. Um you know what bad ice levels are? Is I feel like every Pokemon game does that like sliding ice puzzle cave. Yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, even the the Snow Peak ruins has a sliding ice puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um. There's also. Um, in another Legend of Zelda game, uh, Minish yes. Cap, there's a like ice level where you unfreeze a an Octorok. That's right, because he's the tiny. final boss. Yeah, so uh, it was always cool in that game where, like, when you shrunk down, the bosses would just be regular enemies because now yeah. you're tiny, so they're massive, and you have to fight yeah, them. Yeah, that was as tight. As, as I've previously mentioned on, uh, I think, probably the Legend of Zelda episode, but love Minish Cap. Yeah, we probably, we've probably... I'm sure we've talked about this before. Oh, we're 100% sure. You know another great game with ice levels? 1080 Avalanche, bro. <laughs> there was a recent snowboarding game i can't remember what it's called is it snowboard kids 2 yeah sure <laughs> no it's <laughs> not recent yeah snowboard kids 2 uh classic yeah that's that's my ice level i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with with snow peak stick with it right on but like Do you guys want to yeah. tell us about your favorite ice level oh, sorry go ahead Alex. i was just gonna say in an hour i'll be like shit i found a better one in my mind but Okay, you can tell Don't us about, about it, it next week, and we'll remember it. I'll shout about it. Um, I should, I should like message you when I get the ideas for this question because I had like an hour ahead of time. I was like, "Oh, this is a good idea." Yeah, but I forgot to. It it's certainly a lot easier than uh, off the dome. Yeah, it's and it's not good content where you're just like, uh, mm, uh, uh. and I've got to chop it up. And, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be on top of it. Um. Yeah, so if you guys have a, a favorite ice or snow level or snow world or what have you, um, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag nice level, and <laughs> capitalize the I in nice. That'll look is good. That, is that, is, uh, are, are tags case sensitive? 
No, but you can just kind of use whatever letters you like. Yeah, make it look I cool. Think they actually, it might be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't make think it, so. Make it aesthetic. Make it aesthetic, people. That's our other hashtag. Um, as we always say on Cover Me, it's a me. Cover me.